Anyway, they're going to make a what? Uh, co- uh, for President's Day, they're going to make a Kofifi stout. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Bryant Caves, how are you? I am wonderful. Thomas, how the hell are you? I'm fine. I'm great. Is this our first, this isn't our first episode of 2023, is it? It's like our second one. I think we talk about this at the beginning of every episode now. Um, yeah, I think it's our second. And people are thinking, we don't care. So let's talk about something that people do care about. Bryant, I care about you. Um, I hopefully over the last um, three years in audio form and then uh, four years or so out of audio form, um, I've been able to let the folks who listen to our show and you with your ears know that I do care about you. And one thing I um, am extremely excited for is something you're going to be doing on February. Remember that R in February, folks. Don't let that R go to waste. Um, On February 1st, you are going to be doing what i am going to be booking a trip um very exciting trip i'm going to be booking a trip up to uh lovely columbus ohio yeah baby i'm going to be uh coming up for for a nice weekend gonna listen i are gonna fly up then drive back um i will be there on my birthday which is the 14th of april um i'll be uh We'll we'll attend the uh, crew. Uh, believe it or not, we would play the Revs that weekend mm-hmm. uh, at uh, the LDC. The so dot, find, yeah. The dot. Either way, finally get to see that <laughs> stadium because I uh, it was finished after I left. Mm, so a proper football stadium. Finally get to see that, and then uh, yeah, be we'll be around hanging out, drinking, eating. Oh yeah. Be, being friendly so y'all ready for this what plans do you have for your birthday night um i you know i haven't thought that far ahead yet we should like go out to dinner or something okay. my kids are old enough now where we can leave them in the house without a babysitter Ooh. so we should like celebrate your birthday paint the town red mm, i we like should do that you, you can pick the restaurant as long as it's gluten-free um, so you can't pick the right happy birthday i'm just kidding pick wherever you want bryant I'm sure um, we can find something um i think it'll be a great time no, i'm really excited so since you've moved um we're not we don't have a scoreboard or anything but i've gone down there twice so it is nice that you're coming up here you're gonna be able to hang out for a week because every time i've gone down there it's been pretty like especially last year with the charlotte fc match it was like bang bang we right. got there the day of the match that next morning at around 10, we're like, bye, Felicia. And then we got out of there. So this time around, I'm excited that you're able to use those travel perks and, and get here for a good long weekend, where it's going to be um, birthday celebrations, uh, general debauchery, uh, soccer match. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty stoked for yeah. this birthday for you. And I have to start thinking of going to get you for your birthday present. Oh, you don't have to do that. My you getting to hang out with you is enough. Oh, great. You read this you read the script. <laughs> you read the outline to it. Perfect. A T. And Perfect. uh 
I'm sure I'll make an appearance with the uh, real Columbus Spurs out in uh, Hilliard. Oh, what about the Columbus Spurs in Columbus group? What about them? How uh, dare you drive 12 minutes west to go to the Hilliard one? They're not really Columbus. I think I'll uh, I think I'll stick with the uh, the real thing. Mm. My goodness! Oh my gosh! Well, we can tell that you've already lost your football cred moving down to Charlotte. Um, but that's okay. That's okay, Brian. Now, this is going to be a good time. Um, it, it feels because you guys moved in the pandemic. You moved in early yeah. 2021. It doesn't feel like you moved away two years ago. Maybe because of this podcast. Maybe because we still text and we're talking a lot. Maybe that's why it just doesn't feel like you went away. But um, it's been like about three years since we've been able to consistently like hang out. Right. Uh, you, you and Alyssa would come over. It felt like once a month or something just to hang yeah. out and come over and, and drink and drink and um, play just games play and, and drink. <laughs> drink. Um, so this is going to be uh, fun. This is going to be a good time. Oh, man. What do you look? Is there, are, are there any landmarks before we get to the show? Are there any specific places? I know you talk about the dot and talking with your old pals at Columbus Spurs, but food wise, are there any places where you're like, I need to get this before I go back to Charlotte? Is there any like, are you thinking watching takeover granddads? Like what, what, what kind of stuff are you looking for? Definitely hot chicken takeover. Um, mm. Funny enough, we did some unpacking earlier this evening and we found a wallet that had like multiple hot chicken takeover gift cards in it. What? I don't know where they came from. So, but Alyssa checked them online and I think we've got like 15 bucks worth of like hot chicken gift cards. So hell yes. <laughs> so, you know, That's that'll great. pay for, I'll pay for one of our, one of us right there. And <laughs> so, yeah, we'll definitely, uh, Definitely go there. Um, That's pre-tailgate food, I think. I think you get that before the tailgate, so you can load up your stomach and then eat um, and then drink. You know. Oh, for sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Late night slice will happen at some point while we're there. Um, after the match, when we're after the match, probably. Yeah. Um, Bonifacio, which is this Filipino place we really miss in Grandview. Hmm. Um. And then uh, I'm sure beers at a few different places, Land Grant. Um, if they're still open, pretentious barrel house for Alyssa. Cause I know she misses their sours. Oh, she's a big sour fan. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the stuff we, that initially jumps out. I'm sure I'll get some granddads Though we did funny enough, get a restaurant here that is doing like Columbus, Ohio, what I don't know what the style is really called, but whatever style pizza like and it reminds me almost exactly of granddad's so huh like do they call it like pub style or something yeah they call it like mid i think they call it midwest style um but yeah it's like that you know cracker thin crust like the uh toppings edge to edge like very much like granddad's okay that sounds good. And they cut it in the little rectangles. Into the little squares. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's good. Um, as long as it's not Donato's, because Donato's is that if they took all the character out of the pizza. Though I will say, when we lived in Grandview, we lived right next to a Donato's that was open really late. Yeah. So 
I won't, I will say coming home from your house at like midnight before we'd been drinking. Uh, we, we definitely went to that Donato's once or twice. Proximity though. Proximity goes over taste a lot. Oh. I mean, why like every, after every concert, I want Taco Bell. It's not because of the delicacy of Taco Bell. <laughs> That's completely fair. Oh gosh. Um, our, our podcast kind of like that. Um, so let, let's, um, the Taco Bell the, podcast. Brian, me the Taco Bell podcasts. Um, they might not feel bad at first, but a few hours later, you're going to regret it. Um, so let's go ahead and get that started. Uh, yeah, we're, let's, let's do this podcasty thing. Welcome, boys and girls, to Bright Me, where a podcast where we talk about soccer and other things, other podcasty things. Bright, we're back. We're back mm. for the year 2023. I can't believe it. And we've got so much stuff happening this year. We already have to start talking about stuff that's happening in the summer right now. So tonight, we're going to dive into it. We're going to talk about the World Cup naming rights, because we thought after Qatar, okay, finally, there's a Women's World Cup. In Australia, New Zealand, maybe we can get behind this and enjoy it. But FIFA did the Lee Corso. Not, Not so, so fast, fast my friends. Friend. <laughs> Not so fast, my friends. So we'll talk about what happened with World Cup sponsorship. Then we're going to spin the big wheel of women's World Cup teams. And we're going to preview in the only way that Brian and me knows how to. We're going to preview a completely random country uh, by spinning the wheel. And whatever it lands on, that's who we're going to talk about. So we're going to spin that very real wheel here in just a little bit. And then we're going to bring it back to some domestic football, um, starting off with the Chicago soccer athletes, because Arnold Whistler still has not sold the team. They actually brought in some players. I was shocked, shock and awe. So we're going to talk about the players that came in and then we're going to go all the way over to tobacco road. We're going to talk to Bryant about crown legacy and it is not, a type of alcohol from Crown Royal. This is something we're getting into deep discussions about, maybe. We'll see how deep the pool is. Um, and then we're going to go into your Ask Bam questions. So we're going to finish off the night, like we always do, always-ish, um, Ask Bam questions, where we wanted to hear from you tonight, your Ask Bam questions. And we also wanted to hear some mottos that you have for what you would say FIFA's tagline is. Brian and me, we are full of taglines. I think we just shared the best one in the pre-intro about us being the Taco Bell of podcasts. Um, so we wanted to hear what you thought FIFA's tagline should be. And thank you to all two of you who joined in to do that. But we do have more Ask Bam questions, which should be a good time. But let's get us going with the World Cup. Now, we've talked about this before, and I'm not saying it to be holier than now or to judge all of you for watching the Qatar World Cup but I didn't watch any of it. Uh, I think I settled on like a year and a half, a couple of years ago. Like, I'm not going to watch it. There's too much around it. People die in all this dramatic stuff. And I'm like, life is busy enough. I'm not going to watch the world cup this time around. And after it was done, we thought hot dog, it's over. We made it. And now in 2023, we've got the world cup, not the men's world cup. We've got the world cup Mm. going down under to Australia and New Zealand. But then, Bryant, on January 30th, FIFA 
FIFA gone FIFA. Yeah, that was the music that everyone in the stadium arena booed. They did not go into uproarious applause. Or if I should have a more accurate one, if it's soccer fans, they just ignored it. <laughs> because as long as I just ignore it, as long as I put on my blocking out the hater shades, um, I can still enjoy my soccer balls. On the 30th, uh, FIFA, uh, well, it was reported. It has not officially come out yet. But Visit Saudi is going to be the official sponsor of the 2023 Women's World Cup. So, um, Brian Caves, what did you think when you saw that? Honestly, my first thought is, yeah, that that feels about right. Like, for FIFA to just come out and say, all right, we've got, you know, um, regardless of, you know, setting the Qatar stuff aside, you had a World Cup that a men's World Cup that was like really fun from a football standpoint. I mean, you had a final match for the ages, like just an incredible mm-hmm. match. Ton Messi of wins talk. the whole thing. It's yeah, just, you're, you're it's written in the stars, right? You know, just an absolute war with France. Like that, you know, goes to PKs, the whole thing. Just an just an incredible, an incredible match. Um and then you do something stupid like like you just can't they can't help themselves Mm-mm. like because they know they know the people are going to watch like it's it's like who's going to give us the most money right i you know it could be you have human rights violations you could commit genocide you could uh be sponsoring a cup featuring women when women uh, just gained the right to drive in your country within the last couple years. Um, Women's rights activists are regularly arrested. Yeah. Where once you're in detention, anything could happen. There are stories of people being tortured, um, sexually assaulted, killed in these Saudi Arabian detention centers. So you're really thinking about this whole tournament where look at the United States, you have a lot of players who are very open with their thoughts on political issues their thoughts, not just on political issues. It's not political human rights issues, just yeah. thoughts on being treated fairly. And now FIFA, you know, the check cleared. So now they're going to go ahead and just be like, Oh, that's fine. Well, you've go got, ahead. You can, you can do it. How many people on, you know, not to mention obviously all the other um, teams around the world, but on the, you know, our women's national team, how many people are a part of the LGBTQ community? There are a lot of people on that team and those, you know, people are still killed for that in Saudi Mm -hmm. Arabia. And you've got players who are, uh, who are across the spectrum of LGBTQ and yeah. they're going to be playing there. And now their whole tournament is under, like you said, this veil of, hey, um, Saudi Arabia is sponsoring and everything's going to say visit Saudi on this tournament. And by the way, you're not allowed to visit Saudi because you could easily be arrested for living yeah. your very normal life. Yeah. <sighs> so it... Um, it it shouldn't run as a surprise at this point. It shouldn't be a no. shock 
at this point. I'm just waiting to see who Fox ends up having sponsored the World Cup coverage because we already saw in Qatar, um, Qatari Airways, a pretty much the Qatari government sponsored Fox's coverage. So you didn't hear anything about Alexi Lawless didn't say a thing. Rob Stone, no one's saying a thing about human rights violations or issues in Qatar. They're just ignoring it. They're just completely like, oh, everything's great. Look at us. We're going to dress up like, you know, we live in Qatar and we're one of the billionaire, you know, people who live here. Um, Yeah, it's, it's going to be a shit show. Uh, I need to brush up on my Spanish. I can just watch the Spanish language. I can watch the uh, Telemundo edition because the games are more entertaining hearing them than hearing Alexi Lawless. I'll, I'll be honest with you. So I don't have cable. Um, I, I currently have your Peacock login. That's how I watch I Peacock. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, well, still I, guess now, I guess now, you know, <laughs> oops. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I see your name on my people. It's all good. <laughs> so, uh, so I, that's how I watched every match that I watched of the world cup that I didn't watch. Like, at a bar or something i watched the spanish language broadcast so you're better I off no, I, I had no idea what was going on from a from I, you know i don't i don't speak spanish i mean i know what's going on in the game um but i don't speak spanish but it was still like it was fun yeah yeah so that's probably what i'm gonna do too i'm gonna go for the um, spanish language route we'll see if maybe i can brush up on my um, muzzy tapes before the world cup gets here so i can be a little more um educated because they did a, they did a spanish one i'm sure they didn't just do these kids aren't spanish they're, they're american. american these podcasters aren't spanish they're american uh we can do that and report back in espanol uh if there was a, a spanish language brian me podcast i don't know maybe we could really grow our our audience which is what we really try to do over these three years oh really focus on audience growth um but uh how do you say four hour podcast in espanol four hour podcast cuatro hours podcast uh, how do you say four hour podcast in spanish um let's see oh it's it's not uh, anyway, it's not good. Um, uh, it's is it going to stop me from watching it? I mean, no. It's the advertisement isn't going to work on me, um, so I'm not going to visit. <laughs> it's not something I want to do. Um, so I'm not going to be like, you know what? Watching this World Cup match, you know what? Maybe I do want to go to Saudi uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, pod- podcast de cuatro horas. Perfect. Podcast de cuatro horas. That's what will be the name of our show. Instead of Brian and me, the Spanish language version will be podcast de cuatro horas. Um, podcast without end. Yeah. <laughs> what is podcast nobody needs? Uh, nobody <laughs> needs. Um, podcast que nadie necesita. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, well, there you go, folks. Um so let's let's turn away from the let's say the hubbub uh about this visit saudi thing um 
let's talk about the actual teams. Let's give the attention where the attention should be. So, Brian, I'm going to spin the wheel of World Cup teams. Big bucks, big bucks, big bucks. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Brian, we got one of the hosts. What? And it's not the one you're thinking of. (laughs) New Zealand. Yeah. Brian, Brian, what do you know about New Zealand? And, And by the way, these World Cup team previews, we're doing the World Cup team previews, okay? So don't get too um, excited. I know Soccer Noob has gotten out his uh, quill pen. <laughs> He's dabbed it in the little ink uh, jar to start writing his calligraphy. Uh, it's not going to give you much X's and O's, tactics, alphabet soup stuff. Um, so, Brian, what, what do we know about New Zealand? Um Lord of the Rings was filmed there. And that's your New Zealand World Cup. <laughs> no, continue. Uh, Flight of the Concords. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, Jermaine yeah. Clement. Uh, mm. Britt McKenzie. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows is very good as well. Mm-hmm. I've not seen the show. I've seen the movie. But not the oh, show. The show, the show's good. I, I'll say the last season, the latest season, I kind of lost interest. The first couple seasons, first like two, three seasons, I really like. I think the last season, I was just like, okay, <laughs> okay, I get it. Um, I have, I happen to have the Wikipedia page open for the country of New Zealand. Okay, um, their official. Uh, languages are English, Maori, and New Zealand Sign Language. I've had her uh, Maori. Um, they are one of the countries, also Hawaii, which is not a country, it's a state, but one of the areas where they're really pushing, even governmentally, they're pushing to help keep those native languages um, for, from those areas, from those islands. And now they're encouraging them to be taught in schools by families and they're really trying to get those um those you know local tongue to to stay there and to thrive so i have heard about that um for new zealand too as one of those countries where they're trying to uh, hold their really strong heritage um that they have in their language um let's see new zealand's capital is wellington Beef, absolutely. Uh, the current prime minister is Chris Hipkins. Isn't she leaving? Uh, no, that's the her... new, that that's the one that's replaced. Uh, what's oh, her they name? already replaced uh, her. That was quick. It's yeah. not like America where it's like, okay, in a year we might have a new president. I just thought like last week she's like, I gotta go. <laughs> See you later. Deuces. Um, we can move over to the uh, what we know about the New Zealand uh, women's football team. Uh, okay. They they are officially called the Football Ferns. Ooh, I like it. Which is a solid, and their their uniforms are pretty pretty sweet. The the, the, the black. black. Yeah, they're a strong rugby country too, and they're uh, the, every time you see them play, it's just those black kits mm-hmm. with the with the white fern on it, and you're like, that's intimidating. That's pretty intimidating. All um, blacks. Their largest win in cl- in uh, club history 
was a 21 nil defeat over American Samoa in, in October of 1998. I think after that match, they were just Samoa. <laughs> they wiped the American off of that. Oh, gosh. Their largest defeat ever uh, was uh, 11 nil to uh, Best Korea, aka mm. North Korea. Uh, I think that's what FIFA says. They're going to sponsor the next World Cup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's actually taking place there. It's sponsored by the Kim regime. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was Why is February. everybody crying in the crowd when Kim Jong-il comes onto the screen? Why is everyone... <sighs> uh, so they, they are in Group A in the, uh, the upcoming, uh, upcoming World Cup. Uh, mm-hmm. They have never advanced out of the group stage in a women's world hey. cup so have actually never won a game at the women's world cup they hey. uh are a combined six eight nine twelve uh twelve losses with three draws okay yeah so um and if you look at their recent history you can kind of you can see that. You can definitely see that with them. Um, if they were not hosting this World Cup, um, it might be difficult. Well, considering the uh, confederation they're in, they have made World Cups before. Like Brian was just saying, they haven't made it out of groups, but they made the World Cups before. This year, they definitely had some help when it came to getting into the World Cup because they had an automatic bid. They have not done... Um, that great um dating back to last year's she believes cup where they lost the united states five to zero um a year later just on 11 months later new zealand was like you know what let's see how well we have improved in the last year and let's play the usa again this time we're bringing them to our home court we're going to bring them to auckland and we're going to bring them to our humble island and we're going to see you know treat them like we treated American Samoa that one day all those mm. years ago. Um, United States beat them nine to zero over two matches. Lord. Yeah. Lord of the rings. Um, I was just watching the fellowship of the ring the other day when I was putting together like a dresser, I was watching it anyway. It was great. It's, I always it's, enjoy it's it. A, it's a classic. Um, even they are- when I was making it though, I was like, even when I was making the dresser, I was half paying attention. I was like, this movie's long. It was the extended version too, which oh, I couldn't wow. even tell you what extended parts they added because it just felt long. Like even without them, I don't, I don't know. I only ever watch the uh, extended versions. Um, oh man, this pinky went up when he said that. Oh, it did. I only ever watch the extended their, versions. Their most capped player mm-hmm. for New Zealand is Tottenham Hotspur legend <gasps> Rhea Percival. Hey, she's one of our own. She is one of our own. And uh, another notable player and their second most capped is uh, Allie Riley, defender Allie for Riley. Uh, Angel City. So Allie Riley is probably the name that um, folks recognize the most. Right. When it comes to uh, when it comes to the New Zealand national team, the rest of the, the team, they do have a lot of folks who play in Australia, as you can imagine. Um, there are some players who play in the United States, but they're like youth players. <laughs> they're not uh, a lot of college kids. Yeah. They have a lot of college kids who come over to the United States. You're not going to see a lot of the names in England, Southampton and London city lionesses Southampton. I think they're 
gosh, they're in the National League. They're not even in the championship, I don't think. Uh, London City, I think. They're in the championship. Yeah. They're in the championship because Tottenham just beat them in the, in yeah. the cup. Rub it in. We had to face uh, Chelsea in it. Um, and Liverpool put up a good fight. We didn't, we're not doing the breakdown scoreboard thing, but Liverpool was down like two to zero. They scored a goal. Chelsea scored another one. Liverpool scored a second. So they're actually scoring goals now, which is a positive thing. Anyway, we're not here to talk about them. I'm um, I'm looking at their group stage that they have. You mentioned they're at the top of Group A. Um, so Group A is their one they're going to be in here coming up for this World Cup. They've got Norway, the Philippines, and Switzerland. All three of those matches, too, uh, will be played in New Zealand. So they don't have to go to Australia for any of their matches. All of their games are home games, uh, which, I mean, is going to be helpful for them. But I, looking at teams like Norway and Switzerland, eh, that's going to be – you have the home crowd. Maybe that can will them. You know, <laughs> they can get them over the hump. Um, Philippines looks like the only winnable game. And, honestly, they just played them in September of last year and only beat them 2-1. to one. So it's not like – I don't know. I, I I don't know if New Zealand makes it out. If they do, I wouldn't be surprised. But if they don't, I also wouldn't be surprised right. looking at um, just their recent history and all that. But uh, good on them. It's always great to, you know, have a host nation and a, a really proud nation, whether it be language or whether it be, you know, the all black kits. I, I think it's still a team to enjoy watching as this World Cup comes up here in June. Whew. July. What am I saying? It's not in June. It's in July. So be on the lookout for more of these. Um, if we'll you've the got, a, yeah. If you've got a country you'd really like to see previewed, too bad because we're doing these randomly. But uh, we could wait the wheel if you Venmo us. We could put a little weight on it. Oh, I, I. The and the more money you send, the better it's weighted. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so we're gonna have a tier of all the people who give. Um, T-I-E-R, not the regular T-E-A-R-S's that you get from listening. Uh, we're going to have tiers where um, if someone gives us $5, you go first. Unless someone gives us six, then you go second. And then seventh, you know, whoever gives us the most is at the top of the list. So it's like an auction, but everybody gives us money. And uh, the money will, of course, go to charity, the charity being uh, us, my, my PlayStation 5 fund. <laughs> there we go. The PlayStation Five and, F- uh, and F One are not cheap. For a, for the price of a cup of coffee for a few months, you could buy Bryant and me PlayStation Fives with the F One games. Only you can prevent forest fires. I'm excited for the uh, for this World Cup, man. We've got plenty of episodes to go through the rest of the teams. We got a lot of teams left, um, but it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. Um, speaking of good time. Brian, let's bring it back to America and the NWSL. No, they did not get a schedule out because we'll get the schedule, I think, the day after the first matches start. (laughs) Whenever they feel like it. Uh, uh, What, Tierna Davidson's going to be looking at her phone. She's like, holy crap, I'm supposed to be in Angel City today. Like, (laughs) um, No schedules out there, but... One thing that came up, uh, get in loser. We're going, (laughs) get in loser. We're going soccer and get in loser. We had a game yesterday that we missed. Um, 
last time we podcasted, we were really afraid because the Chicago soccer athletes, you might know them as Chicago Red Stars, they lost a lot of people. They lost Vanessa DiBernardo. Everybody. They lost Dady Colaprico. They lost Mo Gatro uh, or Mo Bryan if you're living under a bridge and you don't know who that is. Um, they're pretty much their entire midfield is gone. <laughs> is Sarah, gone. Wold, Sarah Woldmo retired. Oh, yeah. Sarah Woldmo retired. Keelia Watt. Not sure if she's coming back. I know she just had a child, so that's a very different reason. And I think she's up in the air about is she returning even? Is she going to keep playing? I know JJ just retired, so is she going to follow suit? Um, it so, felt like it was at the point where they were going to have a promotion at every Red Stars game. Is that first five people suit up and play the midfield? So, um I saw a video. The NWSL posted a video with Danny the other day, and oh. it just bro- it just broke my heart. So sad. I have a Danny Colaprico jersey, thanks to John Corleone, brewmaster and founder of Quar, the best premier Columbus Crew supporters group. I would love to buy a new jersey, though. I would love to buy a new kit, but um, I can't buy one until Arnhem sells the team. I can't buy one to Arnold sells the team, but we still have time. Once he sells it, there are plenty of new selections we can make Bryant when it comes to the jerseys that we can buy, because eventually they made some, they made some moves. Eventually they brought some people and also Sarah Luber, by the way, Sarah Luber also was permanently transferred down to uh, league MX uh, feminine, which I have been watching club America matches. And I am a Club America supporter. I thought about getting myself a Sarah Lubert jersey. And then when Club America comes to Columbus this year for the MLS leagues, uh, League MX Cup, whatever the hell they're calling it, I might go to the crew match in that Club America kit. Just for the hell of it. Why not? I'm a fan this year. I don't have to write about it. But Chicago has added um, some players to their midfield. So... uh, Columbus, or Columbus, Chicago gave pretty much Mogatro and Vanessa Dia Bernardo left to go to the Kansas City Current, and we got Addie McCain. Um, that was just a signing off waivers. We didn't trade or anything like that. Um, so we got one of yours. Ha. Take hmm. that. Uh, take that. They also traded for Kari Ricaro, who played for Angel City. That's another midfielder. And then uh, the big signing was Brazilian. Julia Bianchi from uh, Palmeiras. She was signed central midfielder. I think they're still pending a visa and whatnot. But like I remember two years ago, the piece of walking garbage Rory Dames hinted at an international signing. It just only took almost three years for it to happen. But they have brought an international over for the midfield, which should be, you know, pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. But also there was a draft, Bryant. Did you see, did you happen to catch any of the NWSL draft when it was on that night? I did not. Oh, well, it was a good day if you're a Chicago Red Star fan and a Penn State Nittany Lion fan. Um, Mm. Because of the four picks that the Red Stars made in the draft, a Nittany Lion was selected two times, two times, two times, two times in the draft. With Penelope Hawking selected seventh overall. And then Ali Schlegel, who I thought was a drop. Uh, I think she dropped. She 
she has first round talent watching her at the Big Ten tournament um, this year. She was drafted 23rd overall. So we got the steal of the draft as well, is what you're saying. I would say that it's a steal. So she can play midfield and forward. It's one of those positions where if Kelia Watt doesn't come back, you lost Sarah Luber too. Ali Schlegel is somebody who could slide into that uh, kind of wing, kind of winger position, could slide into that role opposite of a Malphew or even just up front if you bring her in as a nine, if you bring her in as that striker, uh, I think she can do uh, both of those. So that's that's pretty exciting. They also selected a Grace Yoakum from OSU, Oklahoma State University, I should say, and Sophie Jones from the Duke Blue Devils. So the team is finally starting to kind of shape up. They're actually going to have midfielders, which is nice. Um, I didn't mention this, but uh, Mal Pugh is now Mal Swanson. That was another roster update. So uh, any Pew jerseys out there, just get a piece of duct tape. And uh, our friend M uh, or Woso Casual on your TikTok devices had a Pew 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 shirt. And she did a funny TikTok about changing it to Swanson, Swanson, Swanson. We did the TV dinner thing. That was our idea. So we have a meme out there with Mal in front of a Swanson's TV dinner box, mm. which uh, Red Star's report actually made better for us but they did ask our permission and we were like you know what this is a community and people can do stuff much better than us go ahead take it take it and make it Hell that yeah. much better um so now that they actually have it oh and also i forgot to forgot to mention one of the people who i would buy a jersey of tana malazzo she extended her contract also here i am dun, 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 dun. rock, rock you like, you like a hurricane, hurricane. oh yeah baby yeah baby so uh best uh best fullback that vlako adonofsky does not know exists returns to chicago for an extended contract and she's going to get on that that gd u.s women's national team Mm. at some point maybe not for the world cup i think if you don't see her in that team next january i think we go to vlako's house if he's still employed we'll see how well this world cup goes well, if he doesn't bring her in, mind. he's not going to be employed. Oh, so you're darn right. But instead, he'd rather play um, Crystal Dunn as a fullback, even though she's a very offensive-minded player. But you know what, Vlaco? You went to Ohio University. You're a Bobcat, so you do you. I guess, man, you do you. Just win, mm. baby. Just win, baby. I'm excited. They're in preseason right now, so BSG's uh, posting stuff from preseason. Tatum's posing stuff from preseason. All the players, you know, most seem to be there. Most of them seem to be there. It's a good time. It's a good time. I'm excited for the season to start whenever that will be, um, depending on when the overlords at NWSL decide to share that roster. And please, Arnhem, just sell the team so we can give you our money. We're just, we just want to give it to you. We just want to give the team. Well, I don't want to give Arnhem anything, but yeah, we want well, to give. That's true. Yeah. We want to give uh, Sarah Spain. Sarah. Yeah, we we would love to give you our money. You're you you were a a Bryant and me guest, one of the greatest guests we've ever had. I would um, say she's right up there. Yeah. So we want to give you our money, hmm. but you got you know we got we got to make this thing happen. We got to get rid of Arnhem. Um. Right. Also, shout out real quick. For, speaking of the NWSL draft, Florida State women's soccer. Three players drafted inside the top ten. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's doing some things right there. 
Yeah, it's not the worst uh, draft night in the world. No, give props where props are due. Florida State does have a hell, a hell of a soccer program there on the women's side. So um, I have no qualms. I have no issues against the Florida State Seminoles. So good on them. Um, good on them. Though, and one is one is here in my home state uh, of North Carolina. Unfortunately, one did go to New York, New Jersey, Gotham, Sky Blue. Oh, so we'll never hear from we'll never hear from her again. Unfortunately, but <laughs> Robbie became a college basketball fan, so we'll never talk about him again. We we should have those. Uh, we should have like the soccer over Gotham folks on again, and we should have some of those guests from last year come back and talk about the teams again, because I think that was fun. And maybe we should even try yeah. to get people from other teams too. I think that was a good time. I'm sure I could uh, find somebody from the courage. Yeah. Yeah. I think you could do that for sure. Um, all right. Let's see if we can do that, but we'll, we'll, we'll put a pin in that because we've got other stuff going on. Let's switch our soccering from the NWSL to the MLS variety. Mm. of soccer so let's downgrade a little bit to the mls variety of soccer um brian caves interesting week for charlotte's actually interesting couple weeks first thing yeah um, i know that this was joking we joke around a lot on the show but um can you kind of talk about kind of the big news for charlotte this preseason that is not news that anybody wants yeah, um, unfortunately, we lost uh, Anton Walks uh, a couple weeks ago. It's been, I think, a week and a half or so ago now. Um, was in a boating accident down in Miami. Mm. Um, unfortunately, passed away at the age of 25. Uh, promising uh, young player um, had come up, actually, he was from South London, came up through Tottenham's Academy. Um, so that kind of hit home for me in particular coming from coming through Tottenham's Academy and then uh, playing for Charlotte FC, you know, young guy left a, a young family um, as well. So, yeah, just really something that was tough. It was, you know, you saw a lot of uh, kind of our fan base really all kind of kind of come together and, um, you know, they had we had a there was a service for him. Um, this past week at the stadium. And then uh, I know that there's some things planned uh, for the matches this season um, for, you know, just to kind of celebrate his life and kind of what he meant to the team and and to help out his family and, and stuff like that. So that's that, you know, that's kind of the unfortunate news Um, come out of the off season. Yeah. Just a, just, I mean, again, just a young guy, man, like, who was really um, – he's a player that they brought in last season who I think really looked like he was going to be a, a starter for us. Obviously, that's not the most important thing, but a guy who was, right, I think, right. starting to find his place, um, you know, career-wise. And, uh, yeah, to lose him that young, obviously, um, thoughts are with his family and and everything like that. I can't imagine what they're dealing with right now. Um and it doesn't matter the team. It doesn't matter who you support. It doesn't matter if you even like soccer or anything like that. It's, it's, it's a horrible story. And, you know, all the support and prayers to the family of, of walks yeah. and just, he left behind a wife. He left behind a kid. Right. So that's, it's already a tough situation made worse. So hopefully um, 
their families able, able to find the solace at some point. But we also know grieving is not um, linear. Grieving is not predictable. And I know it's tough and something that even sticks with you for the rest of your life uh, for those yeah. people who survive. So um, yeah, tough road for, for those folks, but it feels like at least the fan base, it seems like the community of soccer as a whole, especially here in MLS is really taken to vocally supporting that family and being yeah. out there. And hopefully, you know, the team is also taking care of everything behind the scenes for them and making things easier for his family. Yeah, I know there's going to be some, uh, like I said, some things coming up during the season. There's discussion of he wore number five mm -hmm. uh, for our team. So there's thoughts of maybe not doing any noise during the fifth minute, mm, yeah. um, you know, of every match. And and I know there's some some TIFO stuff, um, you know, that we're planning on doing some things like that. I assume uh, there will be some other uh, things done to support the family um, as well. But yeah, that's that's the sad news and then um yesterday or was it yesterday or was it today good lord time is a flat it was yesterday circle. it was yesterday. Um, there was a big uh big announcement from charlotte fc they they had announced a while back their mls next pro team like they had announced there was going to be one and one of the big things here in charlotte fc fandom was what's that going to look like what are the details what's the name what's the branding we've known nothing like crew two has I'm been around for a while yeah. they 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 had a they had a season this past this past year they oh they had their... a season all right brian they had a league winning championship season that's true uh, they had a season thank you very much a, but hell, a hell of anyway. a season yeah they um, did um and i'll say from behind the scenes just talking to folks in the crew organization when I was part of massive report last year. Um, yeah. Uh, crew two and the crew put more investment into their MLS next pro team than I would say anybody else in yeah. the league. They had some of the teams had like community, like graphics art, graphic design, people coaching goalkeepers like that. That's Gosh. how other teams did it. Some teams just thought, no, this is just a youth team. They didn't even consider it like a professional team. So um, hopefully other teams catch up, but yeah, the capybaras, uh, which I know you said this in chat, you didn't mention this out loud, not a fan. You didn't want a crew two. You didn't want Columbus crew two or Chicago fire two or since FC Cincinnati yeah. two. I mean, the capybaras, that's something that the team has taken up their, their own. It's not a part of official branding, but that was all fan base. Like nobody right. in the front office came up with that. It was the supporters that the team latched onto themselves. But I would say, and I'd love to get your opinion. That's why I have this podcast to throw opinions at you. If you want to hear them or not, what did you think about the new team? crown legacy i dig it um i think just because it's different like uh, i was yeah i was definitely of the mindset that i didn't i mean if it, if they called it charlotte fc2 whatever that's fine like but i really felt like you know maybe try and differentiate it maybe try and come up with something unique like um Alyssa was asking me we were kind of talking about like she was like well what's the really the point of this like why would they have a second team and i was like well really they're probably not making any money on this really what they're doing is this is for development this is for player development where they would make their money is the fact that they're not paying transfer fees to buy players from elsewhere 
or potentially getting to sell off some of the players, um, you know, as they build. So, but I was, I was curious to see were they going to do like Columbus did and really put some, some money and some effort and maybe try and make some of the branding, uh, you know, pretty cool for this, or were they going to do like some of the other teams did and really just throw something together, throw them on a, basically a high school field and say, all right, here you go. <laughs> um, so, it, you know, if, if this is any indication, it looks like they're, they've at least put time, money, and effort into the branding. Um, they've announced a coaching staff. Um, they are playing out in Matthews, which is like a suburb of uh, Charlotte here. They're playing at the Matthews Sportsplex. Mr. Matthews. Mr. Matthews. Sorry. That's, I did my Mr. <laughs> no, Feeney. Wrong I podcast. Think, damn. I think of the same thing every time I hear Matthews. Um, <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, so they've, they've already announced season ticket packages that you can wow. purchase for it. Um, and then, yeah, you know, I'm sure if you are on MLS Twitter at all, I'm sure you saw people saw the logo uh, that came out. There are people and I'm among them who think that the, uh, Crown Legacy logo is cooler than the Charlotte FC logo. It's like a, um, for folks who haven't seen it, just to give you a um, a Rembrandt like description with our voices. It's more of a digitized crown, not like yeah. a blurry crown of a normal one. They just have a lot of squares, and it's kind of in the negative space. Is the crown, but it looks pretty slick. I, I would probably say, you know, I. I've said this before and I'll say it a million times as long as we pod. I'm not a big like logo person. I don't really care. I don't get into the crew logo debacle stuff. Um, this is a pretty cool looking logo. The uh, There's actually some, and apparently according to the branding here, I'll read you. I'm looking at the uh, the statement released today or yesterday by, uh, by Charlotte FC. Um, it says last year when we announced our entry into MLS next pro, we were adamant about the team having a unique name and identity today. I'm thrilled to announce crown legacy FC to our fans. The team will have its own distinct brand within the Charlotte FC family said crown legacy FC team president, Darius Barnes, the geometric shapes of the crown and the crest represent the building blocks of the player journey rising through the ranks of the Academy to the professional game with MLS Next Pro <laughs> and onto the first team. This is where players will build their legacy. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I I hate it so much. I hate the description. At a certain point when I started laughing was the tipping point. Uh the it represents the building blocks like get, get the fuck out. That is such it just goes to show you. Quick sidebar. Just goes to show you the corporate level of MLS and all the money in MLS. The MLS is the CEOs of all the companies that you hate that throw out bullshit statements about everything. And they bought a sports league because it's making them a shit ton of money in this real estate scheme. Yeah, That's what that was. I have read emails like that from my employer for almost 15 years. Yeah, same. It's the same garbage but you're putting it onto a sports team, which does not align with employees working for a company. It's fans following a team. So that is some um, to steal from uh, Mr. President. That's a bunch of malarkey. 
is what that is. Uh, the statement, at least, but the logo, let's not deter. Let's not let that CEO garbage talk deter us from the fact that it is a pretty s- sweet logo. It is pretty awesome. I have I'm to already, give them credit I'm, where credit's due. I'm such a sucker. I'm already trying to uh, see when there's going to be merch available. Oh, for sure. Uh, if it's anything like Crew 2, um, <laughs> I think fans are still waiting for, for merch from that one. Um, I think that's pretty exciting. I think that's pretty cool. Um, how about Charlotte as a whole? How have they kind of done? Um, we're not considering this like a preview special for the MLS season, but have they done anything on the team wise? I know like Harrison Awful has moved into a front office slash player position. I know Christian Fuchs, he's left the field of play, but he's still in the organization. Like, what have they done with adding players outside of all of the moving to the front office? Yeah, Christian Fuchs is actually, it's, it was announced earlier, he is a uh, an assistant coach. Mm, so mm. he's going to be uh, an assistant coach for Christian Latanzio. Had to be part of all this. Had to have been part of him signing with Charlotte FC. Yeah, that was kind of, it was never um, officially said, but that was kind of the rumor was that, yeah, he was going to be kind of the uh, a big name. Like, we're bringing him in. People have heard of him because he, you know, he played, had a cup of coffee, played, played a decent amount of time in the prem. Well, he was on the magical Lester team. Yeah. If Lester he was... didn't win the title that year. It would not have been a big signing. Right. No, but he was on that kind of, yeah, like you said, that Lester team that went on that magical kind of run to the, to the prem. We won't talk about who finished second that season. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, it was kind of rumored around Charlotte and around the fan base that he was going to be kind of brought in as as kind of a big name, played in the prem, and then you know would kind of transition to coaching or front office um, after a while. So I, I don't know if people thought maybe it'd be more than a season mm-hmm. that he'd play here because he, he ended up only playing one season. But no, that's that's fine. Um, they did bring in a few players. They brought in uh, a player. Actually, some people may be familiar with Ashley Westwood uh, played in the Prem, played, actually played the Prem for a decent amount of time with Burnley um, as like a mid as kind of a defensive midfielder. Um, and then Enzo Copetti, um, who you would think is Italian, but he came from the Argentinian league. That is um, the most Italian name I've Enzo Copetti. But he's a, he's a, but he's Argentinian, so like hell he is. Okay, <laughs> so, those were kind of the two uh, the two big kind of marquee signings, and then obviously they took the interim tag off of Christian Latanzio in the off season, made him kind of the full time full time head coach. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting season. You know, uh, we'll we'll see what happens. I know like the front office, the things they're saying in public and among the fan base is this is a playoff team this season. This is a team that needs to make the playoffs. They barely missed out last season, and you know, they want to want to take that next step to uh, to do so. We, we I was at the stadium on Friday for a, like, uh, basically they, they threw a party for uh, supporters section, season ticket holders. Uh, I had, uh, I got an invite from somebody, so I went. It was basically a chant practice. We did. We worked on some chants. They unveiled a few new chants, uh, and then there was free beer. So, oh, okay. Well, you had you had me a free beer. Ignore the fact that that was the last thing you said, but you had me a free beer. Everything else, maybe not so much. Um, I would like, and this is not. 
I don't want fans to be upset of Brian at Brian me. I don't want us to be, you know, the next target for the crew 96 hashtag always looking for a target. But I, I, I would feel so awkward going to a practice where we practice chanting. Oh, I don't know if I could do it. I would never do it unless it was free drinks. I would, I don't think I could do it. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and I don't know, I never heard about them doing that in, with the crew i don't know if like the nordic had like they did they had like project jukebox where they had a few uh yeah they had a few folks like running new chains and stuff like that but then during the matches i don't remember like during them so yeah (laughs) Um, yeah we so we we i guess we got a couple new capos this year so we're kind of working on it was kind of just working on that they unveiled a few new chains we're also obviously a new a new club so we don't have that like you know existence of 30 years to build in the like the chance and passing but, but down Brian, like the chance that columbus does and this is widely shared by people it's the same stuff over and over again and then you yeah. hear some of the same chants like except for we all cheer for the yellow soccer team like that's a very columbus one except for now you have nashville and la who could all steal that but some of the same chants that columbus does like you hear these same chants across all of mls it's the same chant change a word or two around it's the exact same we definitely have the uh we love you we love you everybody does every team in mls sings we love you we love you stop it (laughs) stop it It, that is copyright infringement whoever started this we'll just say columbus did for the first team but um yeah, we've, we've got a, the hard part is we've got a few that are in Spanish. Ooh, it, yo la voy, la Columbus. And so it's, you know, we've got a, a decent size, like Spanish speaking, you know, portion of our fan base. But the, you got, cause so you'll hear the parts of the chat that are in Spanish. You'll hear like, you'll hear people. people that clearly speak Spanish doing it. And all the white people are just kind of mumbling along. The <laughs> Charlotte. <laughs> We get to the like, dolly, dolly, dolly. And you're like, all right. Yeah. Crew does that one too. Crew does that one too. Um, so chance, I'm not, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't get me excited. It doesn't get me rowdy. I don't sit in the other sections and think, oh, the Nordic doesn't sound very good today. I don't care about that. I, I just, I, I like watching the soccer matches, but um, when we go to this match in April, we're not sitting in the Nordic. I don't want, I want to get a seat. I want to get like a seat. Oh well, yeah. That, I think that's definitely going to be because I'm sure Alyssa. I think the wives are going. Oh, I'm bringing Amy too. Yeah. Like the wives will be there. We're definitely not standing because I'm not hearing that. Let's let's throw that out there for everybody. Um, speaking of the Nordic, I'll bring you a quick update on the crew. Uh, crew fans are mad because they're adding some luxury party decks <laughs> in the what? Nordic. I know, crew, crazy. Crew fans are mad. Thomas. So hashtag save the supporter section. That's not a real hashtag, but I'm surprised it isn't. They added a party deck, a premium, a premium party deck on the top of the Nordic where people can rent out this party deck because who would have thought these CEOs are trying to make money? Someone's got to pay uh, Deshaun Watson's contract. Um, so that's what everyone's mad about is the party deck at the above the Nordic. Everyone's like, man, you're just making us are we just like a marketing ploy? Of course you are. Yes, yes you, you are. are. Exactly. <laughs> where you are, the audience is there to watch the supporter section sing and dance. Your puppets 
and then watch the soccer team also play. Um, and then they signed Christian Ramirez, which is the only signing really the crew has done. 31-year-old Christian Ramirez, who had just come over. He's coming over from Aberdeen in Scotland. So um, that that tracks. I mean, you're bringing over a 31-year-old midfielder. But I will say what I've noticed this year different from last year, and I'm out of the loop. I'm not in the practices. I'm not in the press conferences. I, I'm gone. Like, even before, and I'm sure you all heard this too, SB Nation is cutting funding yeah. for all MLS sites that existed. Um, so at the uh, February 28th, massive report, last day they're getting paid. No more money coming into the site. I th- the site's still going to go on from the conversations I've seen and stuff posted publicly. I'm still in the Slack, so I, I read the Slack too sometimes. So I'm out of it completely. Just looking at photos, just looking at the content and hearing interviews, reading interviews from players. Wolfred Nancy has the players actually happy. Hey. Because apparently playing for Caleb Porter was hell on earth. Mo Farsi, who got who'd have, who'd have thunk it. <laughs> right. Um, not surprised. Mo Farsi, who brought in the crew two last year, and then he got signed to the main team last year. He did an interview where he was just out in the open saying the previous coach ignored younger players. And you can see it from the average age of the starters. And he said, now I feel like everybody has the same chance and everybody can play their best and get a spot on the starting lineup. And just hearing that stuff is, um, is refreshing. I think Caleb Porter, he's had success. He won in Portland. He won in Columbus. You can't fault him for that. But his success is very MLS success. I think he's going for, I know how to play in MLS. I know how to win games in MLS. I would love to see a coach who tries to just say, hey, let's have a good football team. Let's have a good soccer team. So I think Wilford Nancy, the players seem to be enjoying it from what we see, uh, from what they post. Uh, Even talking to Bailey, who's the dispatch writer, she's also on the OSU women's basketball beat. So we sit next to each other. We talk to each other during soccer season. Now we talk to each other about the soccer during basketball season. And she's been able to like meet Nancy and have a like sit in him, watch tape with him, interview him, like have conversations with him. Where before, God, the only time you know you would see Caleb Porter laugh is when he made his own joke. Like that would be the only time that you would see him show real honest to God, not human robot personality. So I'm, um, and I can say that cause I'm not writing about Peru anymore. Maybe I'm burning bridges. Maybe I can't write about it anymore at this point, but eh. um, I, I'm also just not excited about the season. Maybe it's just cause it's still winter. Maybe cause I'm so busy with basketball. I'm writing like so much. I'm writing a lot right now. Yeah, keeping um, you busy. I I'm keeping myself busy. No one is forcing me to do it. I well, just sure. feel this. Um, the phrase I see, and this is on an Oxford pennant. I need to buy this for my house. It just says, give a damn. And I think about that all the time. I'm just trying to give a damn. So maybe once the basketball season's over, I'm going to be like, oh, I could be a fan of the crew and I don't have to write about it and I can just enjoy it. But right now I just don't, um, I don't feel the excitement. I know it's different for you because you're working on being a part of the supporters group and making friends and getting to the TIFOs and stuff, which I think is great. For you and i love that for you brian love that journey for you um but right now i'm just like love that for you i <laughs> love that for you i'm um i'm doing great where i'm at i'm happy where i'm at get it but let's um be happier shall we and let's talk about these ask bam questions because we actually got some today 
Um, yeah. I will start uh, as I always do and have never, always. ever missed no, uh, the Instagram questions. We got two of those. Yeah, For sure. Uh, we'll start with uh, frequent frequent guest of uh, Brian and me, uh, Robbie Rogers. Uh, uh, Robbie Rogers would like to know, Thomas, why do you hate LSU women's basketball? I do not hate LSU women's basketball, Robbie. I just don't. Okay. Um, I have no problems with the players on the team or anything like that. But the next question, I think, is a great segue. So I'm going to read the next question that we have here. Um, and this and this question is from our pal Felix, which, by the way, Ask Bam Tonight is sponsored by Felix. Thank you, Felix, for sponsoring tonight's um, Ask Bam. You can also sponsor a segment of Ask Bam on Brian Me by just asking some damn questions. So thank you, Felix, for being that person. Or if you want to send us money. Right. Go back to the tier, rewind and listen to the tears, T-I-E-R-S, not T-E-A-R-S. And um, you can learn from that. His question was, who is the most annoying active coach in sports? That was his question. So, Robbie, I do not hate LSU women's basketball. I cannot stand Kim Mulkey. I cannot stand uh, Kim Mulkey from, from Baylor telling students to um, punch somebody who says they shouldn't go to Baylor after football team had multiple allegations of sexual assault. And then this year with the Brittany Griner thing and somebody asked her about it a few months before she was released and she's like, I'm not making any more comments about it. You can't even just say, oh, I hope she comes home. I hope she comes home, blah, blah, blah. And just, uh, yeah, so Kim Mulkey is, uh, I would say the basketball realm. Just the stuff off the court has not been great for me. I sent Robbie uh, actually a meme the other day. Um, I did not send this on social media. This was via text. And it was um, says, you can always root against Kim Mulkey. It's always morally correct. <laughs> and and it's just this really poorly like made meme. I'm gonna have to send it to you, Bryant, because um, it doesn't really work very well when you're uh, showing pictures on a Zoom meeting. But yeah, that's um, that's what I'll say. So it's not, and I don't even say she's like the most annoying coach to me. I wouldn't even say that. I think just because I see her more because Robbie is always sending me stuff about. If Robbie messages me, it's either on Twitter or not Twitter. It's on. Um, Instagram or it's in text message. And it's usually going to be something about LSU. That's about 70% of the time. The other 30% of the time is Brutus Buckeye posts uh, from the official Brutus Buckeye account. Those are the things that I do. And also if you had, if you didn't know, I send Robbie a picture every game I do where there's a mascot, every game that I cover. So I send him every Ohio state game that I go to, I am sending him a picture of Brutus Buckeye every single Every single one. When I was in Louisville, I sent him one of their damn Cardinal in Ohio, a Bobcat. So I, Indiana didn't have a mascot. So I sent, um, we have a very weird relationship. Most obnoxious coach. I really like don't, I just kind of trashed on Caleb Porter a little. I don't think he's not a coach anymore, so you can't use him. I um, really have like a most obnoxious who I coach. Hate. Uh, Dabo Swinney at Clemson. 
Oh, football. football. I would say like most college football coaches I don't like. We'll put Jim Harbaugh up there. I'm not even an OSU fan. I just think Jim Harbaugh's corny as hell. <laughs> yeah, a, I don't. He's just annoying. I, I don't like Jim Harbaugh either. Uh, rest in peace, Mike Leach. Yeah, um, he was cool though. I think he was no he was different. He, he he was what I used to love about college. One of the things I used to love about college football until everybody tried to become a Saban clone. Which is all corporate. Yeah. Yeah. You used to have college football, especially. You used to have these like characters, these like larger than like like Steve Spurrier or Bobby Bowden or or some of these basketball like Bobby Knight. You had these just animate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Coach K is not anymore, but I despise Coach K. Um, It was always kind of meh. He was always kind of boring to me, but. Yeah, it just yeah. felt like he look, was looking down your nose, looking down his nose at everybody. Um, I'm trying to think in the soccer world, coaches that I hate. I mean, Pep Guardiola. Pep is uh, Jose Mourinho is yeah, technically Jose. coaching. Yeah, but it's think, so great when he falls. It's so great when he's yes, not winning. That's is. so entertaining. <laughs> um, this one isn't going to go over well with you, but I think Jurgen Klopp's a whiner. How dare you, Jurgen Klopp? <laughs> If they had a GoFundMe for a statue of Jurgen Klopp outside of Liverpool, I wouldn't give to it, but I would click on the link. I would definitely click on the I'm link. I'm not saying he... he's not a great coach. I'm just saying he, he whines a little bit. He likes to whine. You want a little cheese with that wine? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's... And I think most, most, most honest Liverpool fans will say the same thing. He's a little, he's a little whiny at times. I don't, um, I don't know if he makes it through the season. We'll just—I'll just say that I don't know if he even year, makes it through the year season. Seven right curse, now. Thomas. Oh my God! You can't. Seven years is not a curse. He's only played. He's managed like one team that long before this. You can't all, say that it all went to hell in year seven. Oh my God! I think it's because Mo got a contract. He is not like he's not feeling it this year. Every <laughs> center back is getting injured. It's just a bad year for Liverpool. Mo's got fuck you. Mo's got fuck you money. Fuck you. And that's what he's saying to Jurgen Klopp, saying as nice as he can, because he is a very um, devout very nice. man. He's a very devout um, Islam uh, Muslim. religion, religious follower, Muslim. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, seems like it all too around. Many, just too many beers in me. Excuse me. <laughs> he's he's good people, but yeah, he's he's got fuck you money now. Um, yeah, I mean, my man Sean Dyche is back in the league now. So, oh my God, oh the title—the <laughs> title of coach who would win in a fight. Oh my Lord, that was—that's one of the reasons why Burnley was so scary, was because of Sean Dyche. Sean Dyche should beat somebody's ass. Right, right in that behind. Um, um, the most annoying coach—I'll say um, Jim Harbaugh and Pep Guardiola. Those are my two most annoying coaches. I wouldn't even put Kim up there because I think she—you know—she does coach a good team and. I do. Uh, I mean, Angel Reese is the truth, man. Uh, anyone out there watches college basketball? I thought she was good at Maryland. So I've been on the Angel Reese's good bandwagon before she went to LSU, Robbie. So suck it. Mm. We did get some. Uh, we asked you guys for your FIFA mm. uh, slogans. So we, we asked you, hey, we got two. Um, we went, we came up with, well, Thomas came up with FIFA as long as the check clears. Hell yeah. <laughs> Um, I have another one. FIFA. Um, it's still bad even without SEP. <laughs> yeah. FIFA. As bad as you think it is, <laughs> somehow it gets worse. 
That's a good one, Brian. I like that one. That's good. Um, FIFA. I'll steal a uh, drive-by truckers line. So I'll meet you at the bottom if there really is one. They always told me when you hit it, you'll know it. Well, FIFA's been falling so long. It's like gravity's gone and they're just floating. <laughs> I might go see drive-by truckers here in Columbus. Oh, hell yeah. Next month. I might go see them next month because I haven't seen them. And I think they'd be – I've listened to their stuff on – cds before back in the day like it's fine like it's not like i'm not rushing out to buy vinyl them i i enjoy listening to it when it's on but i feel like at a concert they would be really good that would be a really fun concert i saw them last year and yeah it was a very fun concert um assuming wednesday is still traveling with them the opener uh that was here with them last year they're a really good band too highly recommend okay. wednesday hmm. um i think you would like them it's kind of indie rock um okay. So uh, we had also, where was it at? Felix uh, has Felix of uh, FIFA coming soon to North Korea. <laughs> I think we hinted at that one earlier on we in the show. Did. That was a good one. That's probably our, our muse, our motivation for that one. But my favorite, just for the sheer absurdity, <laughs> <laughs> is soccer noob. FIFA, fuck Greenland. The Danish Empire's Greenland, I should say. Uh, but that's just, it's just so blunt. FIFA, fuck Greenland. I'm kind of with them on that. Like, yeah, you know, what's Greenland ever really done for anybody? By the way, I was on an episode of Soccer Noob, rocking, uh, US, rocking in the USA, keep on noobing in the USA. I was on for a small segment where um, he said, we'll only need you for like 10 minutes. And of course, we spoke for like 25 minutes because he talks a lot. You all know I talk a lot. So we had a good time. Um, I called him an asshat at one point. It was fun. Um, did you, so if you uh, speak listen with, to that? Did you also speak with Person Noob? No, she was in Roblox. I think she was talking to Jack Grealish in Roblox. <laughs> so we, she, she apparently thought that hanging out in Roblox, alternative reality, alternate reality was better than real life with me, which it tracks. I mean, that definitely tracks. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but um, I know, ma'am. One of the topics you said you were going to educate me on, since Mike uh, Mike Cornell did ask us about TV stuff. Yeah. Uh, apparently, there's uh, something called Bluey. Mom, Bluey is an Australian. We should be good. We're talking about this year with the World Cup coming up. Bluey is an Australian cartoon. That is really popular here in the States now. It's on Disney Plus, and the Americans really ate it up. It's a good show. It's funny. It's about a mom and dad and their kids, Bluey. And I forget the other kid's name. Em's going to hear this. She's going to be like, it's this. Because Em is a huge believer in Bluey. She buys her family Bluey-themed gifts. She watches Bluey with her kids. She loves it, which we'll get to the replies. Because Whoa So Casual did jump into the replies on this one um bluey is just a good there's there's really bad kids tv out there awful kids tv out there bluey is really good kids tv where even as an adult you watch like oh this is this is good i feel better for having my kid watch this like you feel like you parented them a little bit but you didn't do anything but bluey is um it's an australian cartoon uh dog that's who bluey is so it has nothing to do with Blue's Clues, which is another show about a blue no, dog. No, it's not Blue's Clues at all. This is more uh, 
like there's a stay-at-home dad i think he's a stay-at-home dad the mom goes out and works and he's just like watches the kids they play a lot of games they use their imagination on stuff you learn life lessons uh it's good stuff it's australian it's good um so i would uh if you have your nephew around turn on some blue if you watch it by yourself turn on bluey who cares you know if you're having a bad day at work just throw it on the theme song enough is is really fun um, a lot of dancing involved so yeah bluey is good and the reason you bring that up we were followed by and this account came up after the picture went crew 96 hashtag viral which means a few hundred people saw it there was a they turned it black and gold and they called him crewy which is a very, you know, it, it tracks. It tracks. Well done. Yeah, I like that. So now there's a now there's a an account called Crewy who followed us on Brian and me. We're not gonna follow. We might follow back. We probably will. I'll just do it right now. I feel guilty now. I feel like I'm. How can I be better than any other Twitter account? I followed them, but um, yeah, it's just cool to connect. And this is not the first Bluey connection to MLS because the St. Louis there is. Oh my gosh. I think it's called like the no sleep ultras or something like that, which anytime I see ultras for an MLS fan supporters group, I'm like, okay, we all saw Hudson street hooligans get the fuck over it. Um, they have bluey on one of their stickers. You mean green street hooligans, Hudson street Whatever hooligans is the, oh, that's is the crew, crew one. <laughs> green street hooligans. I saw the movie once and I was like, okay, whatever. I'd rather watch Lord of the Rings. If I'm going to watch any movie with him in it. Um, <laughs> I but, would I would throw Rudy out there as well, but well, no the who what's his name? Who played oh, Frodo? No, no, it wasn't Sean Ass. I'm sorry, I'm getting my yeah, uh, it wasn't Sean yeah, it was Elijah Wood. Elijah Never Wood. Mind. Um, yeah, a Green Street Hooligans. I saw it once, and I was like, okay, I get why soccer people like it, especially the um, the European obsessed soccer fans and stuff like that. Don't call yourselves ultras; it's stupid. But if you're calling yourselves ultras, I hope it's ironic and you're doing it sarcastically because you have a Bluey sticker on one of your ultras stickers. Um, but Bluey is apparently infiltrating because you have a lot of middle-aged white parents watching MLS, and that's where Bluey is probably going to be on TV sets is um, in those middle-aged white parent homes. I'll tell you how viral it went on Crew Twitter. It made its way into the my Slack that I'm a part of for the Mint City Collective, which is the Charlotte FC supporters group. We have like a general MLS channel in our Slack where you can just talk about MLS, whatever. And yeah, somebody mentioned that it was uh, going viral on Crew Twitter. So yeah, it's um, it, it's pretty cool. And somebody <clears throat> made a crewy picture yesterday, um, which is probably copyright infringement and we might get uh, and crew fans might get a cease and desist but until then you might see it on a t-shirt or on a tifo at some point so it's already reached charlotte too which is uh, pretty cool pretty cool so we had some questions surrounding yeah. that and just kind of ask bam twitter questions altogether. Um, mike wants to know is the last of us any good you watched it i did not watch it we don't watch scary stuff in my house just because I have traumas I can unpack on a later day on this podcast, but I just don't watch horror movies. Um, I have seen the first episode and part of the second episode. Um, And yeah, it's very good. Um, I'm one of the few people on the planet that actually didn't like the video game (laughs) um, that, you know, that played it. 
Um, the story was good. I just didn't really care for the gameplay, but that's a whole other deal. Because um, I hate stealth in any uh, kind of game, period. You didn't like Metal Gear Solid, did you? I did not. I or or uh, that one for PlayStation. Oh my gosh. Or Splinter Cell. Didn't like Splinter Cell either. I didn't like Splinter Cell. I think I like Metal Gear Solid because it was just one person you had to worry. It wasn't like a team of stealthiness. It was just yeah. you, which I thought was better. And the storyline was so good in Metal Gear Solid. Oh my gosh. So it's over the top game. and just batshit. But it's just like crazy. normal. You think it's just this game where I would love to play it again. It's just a game where you think, oh yeah, I'm just, you know. I'm just trying to break into this military thing. And then there's like ghosts and stuff. And it just becomes like really sweet. And anyway, but then there's the one boss who like makes you think your system, like your PlayStation glitched out. And yeah, that's great. Oh, I love it, man. It's good um, stuff. Why are they in, back? Why are they ending evil after season four? I'm not familiar with evil. So I don't, I don't know the show evil, but can I tell you real quick, Mike, we can't yeah. help you with that one. Um, did I tell you about watching the movie The Menu? Yes, I like. it. I'll share it with the podcast people. I turned on the movie The Menu because I saw people, just in passing, I read about 40% of what people tweet. So I read about 40% of their tweets. And a lot of people were talking about The Menu. So I didn't watch a trailer. I didn't watch anything. I saw like think pieces about how, oh, this fancy restaurant closed down. Here's why The Menu might have made them do it. So I thought it was a commentary on the hoity-toityness of the restaurant industry, which it definitely it, is. It certainly is. It definitely yeah. is. I started watching it because I had watched Tar. I watched Banshees of Inisherin, and I'm like, okay, I'm just in a movie. It was a weekend where I was very heavily like, I'm watching movies. I'm just going to go into movies. I was, so I was watching this movie alone. Um, and it was, I think it was Martin Luther King Day because I had off work. So I was sitting downstairs watching a movie by myself. And about halfway through, well, the first half, you're like, oh, yeah, this is kind of creepy. But, you know, um, yeah, this restaurateur is doing stuff. And it just like, it ramps up. Is very, is, the chef is very trolling and demanding. And then you start seeing, oh, they know about all of this like money that's been stolen. And they're cheating on his, he's cheating on his wife and stuff like that. And then at one point, one of the chefs just puts a gun in his mouth and kills himself. That's that's the moment of the movie where I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, it, it takes a on. real sharp turn. Yeah, it's a real quick pivot at that point. And um, then I had to leave. Actually, I forgot I was meeting somebody for lunch. He texted me like 20 minutes before we were supposed to meet. Hey, we're still meeting for lunch. And I totally didn't remember. So I had to stop the movie. I think I got to the point where a dude's finger gets cut off. Mm, I stop. Okay. I go to the to meet the guy for lunch i'm texting somebody about it uh, i'm texting you about it i think i'm texting like, it was a couple me and uh, me and pete gillette yeah yeah um and i also was texting ryan because ryan loves horror movies ryan leg he's been on the show before oh yeah um, so i i was like this movie it was a lot different than i thought it was going to be and then they're like, yeah, you should have watched the trailer because this is a horror movie. <laughs> this yeah. is a horror movie. I started watching a little bit more when I came back. I had to shut it off. Like, I had to shut it off because I don't watch horror movies. Like, the most horror movie I can do is Shaun of the Dead. And that's a comedy. Like, that's a right. comedy with zombies. I used to watch The Walking Dead, but that's so different than a horror, horror movie. Um, I, I didn't finish it. I ended up looking up what happens at the end. And I was like, you know, 
I don't need to finish it. I think I turned it back on up until the point where this dude who is in love with the restaurant and he knows that he's going to die and he still goes to the restaurant. They put this like chef's coat on him and he starts like cutting up this food. And I'm like, I don't want to know what happens. I'm shutting the movie off. And I didn't watch the rest of it. I looked up the ending. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm fine not watching this. If you want, if you like horror movies, the menu, I guess you would really like it. But I just, it was, I'm not it, a fan. it was a well-made movie. It was, I'm a big fan of um, Anya Taylor-Joy. Queen's Gambit. I, yeah. yeah. Queen's Gambit, The Northmen. Uh, John Leguizamo was good in it. John Leguizamo was good, kind of out of nowhere. Like I've always seen with John Leguizamo lately, and I'm just Angela like, from the growing, not growing pains. Who's the boss? Angela was on there. She yeah, played a role in the movie. Well, Voldemort was the. Uh, that's Voldemort. That's the chef. Yeah, it's Voldemort. I had no idea that was Voldemort. Um, actually, there's a really good video on Instagram where Voldemort they changed the music to a scene with Voldemort in it, and he's just like rubbing his head and stuff whenever Voldemort comes back to like life and they put sensual music over it's really funny anyway um let's keep going to these ask spam questions so if you like horror movies watch the menu if you don't don't watch it and just a PSA watch the trailers before you watch any movie you're not sure of just so you, yeah. you're getting into um Brian Lenoy with a uh, kind of a rapid fire group of questions here yeah. uh thoughts on Jordan returning to the rap to the crapids um first one i think it makes sense she's from colorado um she was always traveling out to columbus for these matches and she'd go back to colorado so i think it's um, i wouldn't be surprised if she didn't even go for one of the apple tv jobs and she just went for this colorado job so i'm happy for her. she's gonna be back closer to family so good for her but she if she wants to be she should be on that apple tv thing because she's a star right yeah i think that my commentary on the Apple TV part, they've hired a lot of people who are also on other like CBS stuff, other type of larger network soccer coverage. And I think you're really getting to a point where it could become bland. So I think they need to bring some more and not diverse voices in terms of like, I, I agree. I think you need to have women, you know, women of color people who are not white men talking about soccer. And I think they do a good job of that, but you're stretching it now where you're using the same people that other soccer coverage uses and you need to get just new voices, new yeah. diverse voices out there. Cause some of these names I was like, Oh, I've seen that on like other soccer coverage. Why are they now on MLS? Why don't you get your own unique voices? Which I thought Jordan first, she brought excitement to it. Um, she was always really energetic in the call yeah. and she knew her shit she knows she, her shit one of the things i always said about jordan and and i keep i sing her praise all the time when uh, talking to like people in the charlotte fan base about like the potential names for the apple tv stuff has been a big conversation in our slack and i was like yeah i hope jordan angeli is a part of this if you're not familiar with her here's who she is she's awesome one of the things i keep saying and i keep bringing up about her she has this ability to make complex tactical things in soccer easily understandable and digestible to somebody who doesn't get super into the tactical side of things. She's, she's good at explaining complex things. Like, and that's, that's a skill. Like that's hard to do. Like, 
there especially think, when you have a, a sport where you're bringing so many new people into it right. bringing her into it is great because she can help that new person like oh i get it oh like whenever she did the the, the rundown or something like that i forget what she called it when she first got to the crew and it got messed up with covid but when she would say like hey look at this person here look what they did off the ball that made this happen there's like oh that makes sense she just makes yeah. you feel like you know what you're talking about or you know what you're watching with soccer yeah um brian wants to know thoughts we kind of talked about this already thoughts on player signing so far for columbus and the trader bryant connect commentary for charlotte we've we've done that already um, yeah, um the jersey i don't really care i like the i like the jersey that i got from kit and bone the crew one so i I don't. I have no inclination to buy a crew kit right now. I probably will buy more concert shirts this year than I will buy. Um, if, I will spend more money in concert shirts than I will spend in in kits. I know that for sure. If the rumored kit for Charlotte FC, the purple and pink kit, if that comes out, I'm I'm buying that immediately. Um, the crew was supposed to have a black one. Now I black is slimming so i might i might yeah, yeah. depending on how it looks i might go for an all black crew kit even if it has the, the evil logo on it i if it looks really good i i could be convinced i could be convinced um and then he wants to know why the charlotte uh two team has a better name and logo than the uh than the mls team we've already kind of covered that as well get and, out of here Illinois. we got we already talked about that I mostly completely completely I agree care. with that I don't care about crew two. Capybaras is fine. Let the fans come up with the team name. Um, Jurgen Glog, aka Balding Yoda, aka Pichelet. Uh, he wants to know if that crewy picture uh, does it belong on the Mount Rushmore of fan created Crew ninety six content. I think it should. I think it's right up there. I think the Capybaras is also on that Mount Rushmore. I think that deserves to be part of it. But I would, um, it's fun. I mean, it brings, if it brings kids in, then that's good. If it brings the next generation, I think if you can go to a game and like imagine a little kid who goes like a five or six year old who goes to their first crew game and they see a bluey, like if someone makes a small sign or a TIFO about it, like that would be pretty sweet. And I think it could be a moment. Like I remember vividly bringing my daughter, my oldest kid to her first crew match. My God, she was probably like, that was 2015. So she was uh, like six, five or six, five years old, actually. She loved going to the game. And it was just such a big moment for her. And she's always loved going to sporting events ever since. I think anything you can connect with your kids makes it so it becomes a generational thing. And that's one thing. This is a complete sidebar. Um, I did not expect the question to go this way for myself and what I'm thinking. Because everything is just off the cuff. We don't plan it. I really miss taking my kids to soccer matches. Like I miss going one-on-one with my oldest or going with one-on-one with my other kids because I was covering the matches or I'm just going out to drink or going out to tailgate or something. I'm excited this year for matches where we're just going to watch and I don't have any responsibilities except for having a really good time with my kids. So I'm excited for that. And if it helps another kid, if they see something crewy and it's maybe soccer's new to them, but that's not new to them, that's something that they know. It just oh, yeah. creates that bond right away. So another question Pete has is about um, weaponizing it to getting his, uh, I think it was his niece into becoming a crew fan. Go for it, dude. Absolutely. 
dude, go for it. That's awesome. Especially if it pisses off somebody else. If it pisses off their parents, definitely do it. That's even, great. Even better. Yeah, no, it's well, and I think Jay's getting old enough that you might be able to take you think you could take Jay to a game yet? I think we could. We're taking um we're going to a hockey game on Friday night. We're going to Ohio State versus Penn State here in Columbus. Ooh, okay. Um which is great because my son, like I did not, I don't like doing the, we are Penn state chant. I think it's kind of cheesy. I don't, I didn't like the OHIO back before I went to Penn state and I was just an Ohioan and stuff, but I took my son to a couple football watch parties with the central Ohio Penn state alumni and we'll watch the games on TV. And there's probably like 20, 30 people depending on the game, you know, and um, they would do the, we are Penn state. And then randomly one day, I didn't start this. This is just something that he picked up. We're sitting at dinner and my, at the time he was four, he's just like, we are Penn state. And he's been doing that now for months where randomly he'll just say, we are Penn state. And um, so now like my wife, my wife is like, I'm not going to wear any Penn state stuff to this game. And my middle kid, we went to an Ohio state Penn state game. God, it had to been 2018. It was a long time ago. She was probably like six. And Penn State beat Ohio State. So she's like, I hate Penn State. So my wife and my middle kid are going to wear Ohio State stuff. And my oldest, she's like, yeah, I'm going to wear my Penn State hoodie. So the five of us are going to go like probably two of us in Penn State stuff, two of them in Ohio State stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're excited. I think a he house could do di- a house divided. We're not going to get a house divided. But I, lo- I do love the house divided bot. If you're on Twitter, follow house divided bot. Divided it's bot a- is great. It's the randomest teams. It's it'll be like a WNBA team and a Premier League team. It's just so. <laughs> it'll be like a it'll be like a championship level Premier League team, and then like a minor league baseball team. Like it's so fantastic. I support Charlton Athletic and the, the Montgomery Rubber Ducks, <laughs> the Montgomery Biscuits. Like just it's just hilarious. I love it. I love it. And then your team shows up every once in a while. Then you can jokingly say, "Yeah, I hate you." You know, the Auckland whatever's soccer team in New Zealand or something like that. Yes. If you're watching this, if you're listening to the show and you're drinking every time we say Auckland, um, that's the third time just there. So anyway, Auckland, 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 (laughs) Auckland, Auckland A's. Ooh, ooh, hold on, Mr. Caves. Um, uh, (laughs) Uh, Felix wants to know if we have any uh, jukebox, jukebox requests easy for me to say what song are you sending out to an nwsl team player or coach i think we already did tatum malazzo's song right yeah he's going baby come back by player to danny calabrico danny come back (laughs) you can blame it all on arnum danny come back back (laughs) that's a good one that's a really good one um i don't know if we can top danny come back um do you have any ideas off the top of your head that you can think of I will remember you just to all the players that have left. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, uh, do you remember the song? Uh, um, uh, uh, never mind. I don't know that one. I'm trying to think of one that I can use to put down Gotham. Yeah, that's a, that's a good call. Um, um. Wilco has a song called Sky Blue Sky. There you go. 
A, A B C D E F U. C R A W F U Chicago. We are the crew. There you Sorry. Go. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we'll have to get back to you on that one field i'm going to marinate on that a little bit and you need to hold us accountable for the next episode because i'm going to have some of them maybe it could be the next episode it's the motherfucking such a good song that was uh, just that intro, man. Anytime that comes on, so I might turn that on after we're done recording tonight. I'm gonna probably turn that on. Um, here's some other besides uh, Hogan to NWO. What's the most memorable wrestling heel turns? This is good. Ooh, these there's some good ones. Um, well, there's Sting going into the um, NWO. There's sure. Sting who turning into the Wolf Pack. Um, I think another big one is Steve Austin. Uh, joining up with Vince McMahon was that at WrestleMania, right? WrestleMania 17. Yeah. Um, was uh, it when The Rock left the nation and he went to the corporation? Uh, yeah, the corporation. Yeah. Um, um, I can the, only do Attitude Era. You know, I can only do Attitude Era. So I can the uh, the double turn with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bret Hart at WrestleMania 13, okay. where Steve Austin, who was a, a heel turned babyface, and Bret Hart, who had been such a babyface turned heel, but it was a complicated heel thing. He was only a heel in America. But he was still like he's Canadian, and they yeah, love them. He's Canadian, Canada. and they still like he would talk shit about America, and the Canadian fans would cheer him, but the American fans would boo him. And it was just this <laughs> like cool. I don't think anybody else has ever really been able to to do that since. Like the whole yeah. like in you're a you know face in some places, but a heel in the other. Um, yeah, I think. Shit. Oh, go ahead. Go I'll ahead. just say a modern day if anybody's watching modern day wrestling, but uh, Roman Reigns was like this. Uh, who's he's the Rock's cousin, and he's like part of that whole big Samoan family of wrestling. There's a ton of those guys. Um, was like this huge, like mega baby face, like very generic, and they turned him heel about a year and a half ago now, and he's been absolutely incredible as a heel. Oh, really? Kind of like, like The Rock was really good when he was a heel. Oh, yeah. And he he doesn't have The Rock's... Charisma. He's got charisma, but who, who does? He just um, looks like a badass. I think he just yeah. looks angry all the he, time. He's just able to... He carries himself like a badass. Yeah, so you you believe him when he... Because he doesn't have to say much. So you know, never really believed him as a face, whereas as a heel, he just has this natural like aura to it. And I'm trying to think if there's any other really good there was one episode of raw where um billy gunn and jesse james went to the corporation they were being wined and dined and then at the end of the episode they turned um scott steiner turned on rick steiner didn't he when he went into Mm. the nwo that was a smaller that was a smaller one but that was still one nonetheless i would even say would Shane McMahon buying WCW under Vince McMahon, would that be considered a, a turn against Vince? That's a good one. It, it was. Uh, I think Shane was viewed as kind of the baby face in that. Yeah. At least, at least, in, at least initially. Yeah. That, um, that, that kind of evolved. Yeah. And there's been Triple there's... H going from DX to 
corporation, yeah. like the corporate, that was a teal turn. Those have been, I mean, that's what wrestling is, right? You know, you're a good guy. And then, okay, for the next six months, you're going to be a bad guy. Now for the next six yeah. months, you're going to be a good guy. And I think Steve Austin was sure he did a turn, but also at the same time, you knew that it wasn't going to last. You knew that the, he was better as the outlaw. As the Yeah. The, the turn, the turn was shocking. The turn worked because it was shocking. And I was like, Oh, my you God. never believed it. You never but believe it after it, that. And I don't, it never worked enough to get the crowd ever really to completely turn on him. When you hear that smash, that glass shatter, and that dun, 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 dun. people loved it. Like you couldn't make Steve Austin a bad guy. He already was a bad guy in his own right, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was just a. He was a. To quote Taylor Swift, he was the antihero. <laughs> I don't. I would love to see Steve Austin <laughs> antihero music video. He was really good on Hot Ones because, like, it didn't seem like it bothered him at all. He'd be like, "Damn, it's hot." Then he just keep going. Although, you know, don't beat your wife too. Um, yeah it's no, not great anyway um, sorry <laughs> homer wants to know what makes up a perfect plate of the summer cookout um i'm gonna say a cheeseburger mm. um i don't like potato salad i know a lot of people say potato salad because it's colder i would say a cheeseburger um watermelon and i would also throw like mac and cheese on there because i don't eat do mayonnaise based foods good shout on the watermelon thank you um that that's that wasn't that was one one of the first things popped into my head too like especially watermelon if it's soaked in booze <laughs> like <laughs> like that was a thing we used to do in college where we would cut a hole in, in a watermelon and then dump a bottle of liquor officer the, we're just eating watermelon that's all this, this is watermelon and, and they, they let, let it set for like a day or two yeah and so like it mixes in with all the water and stuff so you're just basically eating booze it'll get yeah, you I'm totally drunk on this watermelon it will get you messed up quick <laughs> um do not recommend it if you're going to be uh tailgating all day um yeah i think i think some kind of barbecued food for me so like ribs chicken mm. um you're a big barbecue guy I like barbecue. It's not my go-to, but I, I, I'll eat it. Like I like I, it. I'm a big barbecue guy. Um, I do love the potato salads, mac salad, maybe mm, even a yeah. nice a nice pasta salad. If it's Italian season, Italian dressing based, yeah. But mayonnaise, no. Get that weak stuff out of here. Um, the watermelon is right. Obviously, a cold beer. Oh, yeah. Come on, <laughs> come on, son. Uh, and then I think for a final question, we'll go back to Felix here. Thomas, this one is more for you, I think, because you're more the WNBA guy. Felix wants you to sell him on this season. He says, why even play? Uh, just give the trophy to the Vegas Aces. I mean, they, they did sign Candace Parker. Yeah, I have opinions. Yeah. I have opinions. I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant, and Bryant um, – if I need to slow down, let me know because I'm going to be going. So Derek Hamby, she is a player who played for the Aces, who has been a big key player for their team last year in the title run, all that good stuff. Uh, she got pregnant. She made uh, an agreement with the team. The team was supportive of her pregnancy, you know, having the baby and then coming back, which is great. Uh, so they signed her to a multi-year extension. 
Then just a couple weeks ago, they trade her. And after she gets traded, she goes, they pretty much under false pretenses agree to things. And then once I signed the contract, they went against the things that they agreed with. And then they traded me to Los Angeles because of it. And usually in a league that is so big on, you know, the rights of people, human rights, treating players fairly, you know, especially, you know, women of color who are already treated so poorly in the country or in the world as a whole, it just got swept under the rug. Fans don't seem to be mad about it. Fans don't seem to be upset about it. Maybe they were upset when it first came out and she made a statement and an hour or two later, blah, blah, blah. But once Candace Parker goes to the same team who did this to this player, all of a sudden people don't care. They're ignoring the fact that they just shipped off a player because she got pregnant and because she had a baby. And it even sounded like from her statement, the team thought that she lied to them about being pregnant. First of all, it doesn't fucking matter to you if your player's pregnant. That doesn't matter. Like she can have her own life. There's no contract clause that says you cannot have a kid. So I just think the whole thing is kind of bullshit. I just don't like that fans suddenly are like, oh, this is so fun. This is a super team, blah, blah. And it is. It's a great team. I will say Candace Parker's ring chasing at this point. Uh, Like she's not, she's great. She was awesome in Chicago. She's a good facilitator. You're already going to a team that has leaders. What happens when you bring all these leaders together? Mm. I don't think this is as much bringing Kevin Garnett and his prime to the Celtics as much as it's bringing Carl Malone to the Lakers. I think that I think that the Aces are going to be good. The Aces are a great team without Candace Parker. Is Candace Parker going to make them worse? No. Is she going to make them far and away better? I don't know. I don't think so. She's been around for a really long time. People are also talking about her talking about retiring. So the same player who's talking about retiring is not going to be the player that makes you the best ever mm. team. I think there are good stories in the league. I think Kurt Miller going to the to LA is interesting because they finally have a coach who's not Derek Fisher, who can't coach his way out of a paper bag. I think Alicia Gray going to Atlanta is going to be really exciting because they have Ryan Howard already, who's fantastic. Um, I also think that Brianna Stewart she might not go back to Seattle where they just lost Sue Bird uh, to retirement. She might go to New York and John Quill Jones went from Connecticut to New York. There's been a lot of movement. Sure. Well, the aces probably win it. They have a strong chance to, but I think there are enough storylines this year to be excited about almost every team in the league. And I'm just saying that as an Atlanta fan, because I do like watching Atlanta and they have gotten better this off season. I would love to see them in the playoffs. WNBA is about rooting for your team, rooting for your team, watching good basketball. If the Aces win it all, that's fine. But, you know, anything can happen in the playoffs. The regular season is just, it's in the summer. It's a fun time. On New Year's, uh, not New Year's Eve, what am I saying? Um, we're going on a vacation to Maine this year. Our family's going to Acadia National Park. On the way back, and this was totally not part of the plane. I didn't know. This is before Candace Parker signed. We're going to go to a Connecticut Sun game. And the Aces happen to be in town. Oh, just because yeah. we're driving through. I'm like, shit, we can stop. And we can go to a WNBA game. Um, so we're going to do that on Father's Day. I'm going to Indiana, Atlanta. Because it's actually on Father's Day in Indiana. So we're going to drive out there and go to the um, Dream and Fever game. I'm just... <laughs> 
Yeah. I wouldn't give up on the league just because one team has really good players. I think it's still a league that should be supported. And I hope that more people uh, start watching it this year, keep that growth going because it is, it's exciting basketball. And I was talking to um, Kelsey Mitchell in a press conference last week. She plays for the Indiana Fever. used to play for Ohio state. Um, They're a league where players respect the game. You're not going to get dunking the same. Uh, You're not going to get like, you know, these huge LeBron windmill dunks or anything like that. But the way that the game is played is really technically sound. And she said herself, they respect the game and it's a different way to respect the game. So I hope that people can respect it, even though um, you're not getting sports center dunks and Brittany Griner is also back, which is really fantastic that she was, um, that she was released and she's saying that she's going to play this year. Um, So Brittany was one of my, personal favorite players outside of following the dream. Um, So that's really cool too. I think there's so many storylines. If you're not watching it because your team lost a good player, um, you're the one who's missing out. (laughs) You're the one who's not going to be able to watch it and have fun. So hopefully I was able to convince somebody to start watching because it's a hell of a fun league. Breaking news, actually on the WNBA front, Felix will also be upset to know Courtney Vandersloot. Is not going to be resigning with this guy. Oh, did, oh! She just said she's not resigning. She didn't say not where resigning. she's going. Didn't say where she's going yet. <sighs> My God, I think she's going to New York. I think that's going to be a super team with Sabrina and John Quayle and maybe Brianna Stewart and Courtney Vandersloot. That's interesting. Huh. Well, so, good for her. Uh, bring back the Charlotte Sting. I think they should. I bought a Cleveland Rockers hat. By the way, um, they did this new era fitted like WNBA hats of all the original like six teams or whatever. So I have a blue Cleveland Rockers hat. I don't know when I'm ever going to wear it, but when I saw it was coming out, I, those hats sold out like that. Like I was on there, like I was in a ticket line to buy Taylor Swift tickets. I was there like two minutes before waiting, reloading every second until I was into the queue. I bought it up so quickly. So I'll be probably wearing a Rockers hat when I go to a game that they're not even playing it. So. Well, they don't exist anymore. So they don't. And on that note, speaking of not existing, let's go ahead and uh, finish not out the show. Anymore. <laughs> so we appreciate you guys taking the time every week or whenever we decide, whenever we get around to recording this thing, we appreciate you taking the time to, mm-hmm. to listen to it. Uh, you can interact with us on social media. We're at Bryant and me on both Twitter and Instagram. Please send us Bryant and me ask Bam questions. Please, uh, you know Please. this is this is how you can get involved in our show. Uh, you can follow Thomas at one Thomas Costello on both platforms. Uh, he is doing lots of writing. The Ohio State women's basketball team is keeping him busy. I know you traveled out to Bloomington, Indiana, lovely Bloomington, Indiana. It was uh, last week it was for a game. Of nowhere. It was on the middle of nowhere, but it's a it is a proper basketball town. Um, I will like say, that. too, with the closures of SB Nation sites with all the MLS sites going away and some of the other sites that aren't, you know, NBA, college and whatnot, a land grant Holy Land was told, actually, the night I was in Bloomington, they said, Pod, we're not going to be paid for podcasting anymore. So Ohio State's land grant was the second largest podcast in all of college on SB Nation. And they stopped it at the end of February. I'm hoping at this point that I can still write and get paid for it through the end of the season, through the end of March. Um, 
that's just the way the SB Nation, especially Vox, the overlords at Vox are going. Um, they're going to lose a lot of people if they get rid of a site like Landgrant or any of the other, you know, big SB Nation sites. So this year might be a year of transition. I've really enjoyed it. I mean, I cut massive report out. I cut crew coverage out. I've only been focusing on, you know, college basketball and, you know, OSU college basketball. So I don't know um, who knows where I'll be writing in the next couple months or if I'm writing at all, but I, um, I've got some stuff going on. I am writing for the Columbus sports commission. I'll have something out this month for uh, crew matches to watch for this month or this year. I've got some other things happening. So I'll, I'll keep going. Hopefully it's on land grant. If not, um, I'll be there until the site shuts down. Um, I am looking forward to having a summer of no soccer coverage. I might do WPSL again, which is not nearly as intensive as massive report, but outside of that looks like it should be fun. So anybody who's following me, um, if you don't care about women's college basketball, I mean, like I said, with the WNBA, you're the one who's missing out, not me. So hopefully if you read anything I've written, hopefully you've enjoyed it. Um, I try to give the coverage the respect that the team deserves, uh, win or lose. So that's why I'm driving to Bloomington and I drove to like Athens and Louisville. I'm going to drive to Ann Arbor later this month in February. So uh, I'm going to keep writing it. If you don't read it, I mean, that's on you. It's not on me. So thanks for those it. who have read it. If you don't read it, you can go to hell. You can go to hell. You can go to hell and you die. I'll be the one to say it. Yeah, if you don't read Thomas's work, you can go to hell. Is that from uh, Talladega Nights? If you don't uh, chew big red, you can go to hell. It's uh no, it's uh if you don't chew big red, then fuck you. Oh yeah. <laughs> Try Tampax, the official tampon of NASCAR. <laughs> You're working with your mysterious lady parts. Oh gosh, I love it so oh. much. Anyway. You can follow me. I'm at Pickle Chips. Replace the eyes with ones on in, on Twitter. That's with two S's. And I'm at Pickle Chip. No S's. Replace the eyes with ones on Instagram. Uh, be a friend and tell your friends, family, coworkers, neighbors, anyone you meet about the pod. We always do appreciate that as well. Leave us five stars wherever you get your uh, fine and not so fine podcasts. Please take care of yourselves, uh, your physical health, and of course your mental health. Please take time to do something nice for somebody this week, whatever that is. It is uh, it's how we it's how we make the world a better place, man. Just try and do something nice for uh, one other person. Yeah, I agree with you totally, wholeheartedly. Um, yeah. Also, uh, this is coming on February first, so it is the start of Black History Month. Mm. Um, so happy black history month. I think you should go out and support, uh, a lot of those, especially in the soccer world. You have a lot of great podcasts out there. A lot of great groups like two cents FC is out there. They're amazing. Uh, diaspora podcast. They're fantastic for the culture podcast. There's a lot of great content, much better than our content, which I know is setting a low bar, but it, it goes much like much, much higher. Um, so I think you should go out there and check those podcasts out, not just in February, but um, in every month, but especially here with Black History Month. Um, go ahead and respect the, the folks who are putting in the work pretty much day in and day out 
um, covering there at the NWSL draft. You're seeing them at MLS all-star um, they're everywhere. And they, those, those pods that I show, they're all in the two cents FC kind of group. Um, it's amazing. So go out to their website. Um, it's, it's definitely worth your time. And there's a book that I bought uh, today. Cause there's a show coming up in Columbus. I've been looking at a lot of concerts. A lot of people are announcing concerts and there is a book release for the secret history of black punk. And it's a show where they are all oh, nice. like hardcore bands, punk bands, all, you know, black led bands. And I'm really excited for the book to come in and maybe go to the show. We'll see if it lines up with my schedule, but um, go ahead and, you know, support folks who, should be supporting all year, not just in February. Couldn't have said it better myself on that note, guys. We love every single one of you. Take care of yourselves. Cheers. Adios. Bye. Me.